When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to enormously big and heavy version episode of the TFL Talking Trucks podcast. Yeah, this is the best kind of podcast that we can have because it's all HD today, Andre. Yes, and Case is joining me. Uh, Case, you're the managing editor of TFL Bike, Motorcycle. Uh, you got a lot of news going on over there. Yeah, yeah, we've been doing a, a bunch of stuff over on bike, but both Alex and I, the two guys on bike, we're also big truck guys, so it's good to be on a truck podcast too. Yeah, dude. So thank you for joining me because if you asked me about three weeks ago if there was any big heavy-duty truck news, I would have said, nah. Yeah, but all at once. <laughs> and then they all dropped it on us. So here's what happened. Um, initially, during the Detroit Auto Show, there was an event uh, for the Super Duty where some journalists uh, you know, got the news low down under embargo, and then we did some filming. Right. And then almost at the same time, GM said, well, you know what? We're dropping We've our got something too, yeah. We're dropping our new Silverado HD too, uh, and then Ram said, "Well, okay, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> We've so, got something." So Ram dropped a heavy-duty Rebel on us. Yeah, which is pretty big news, especially because you can get the new HD Rebel with a Cummins, and this is the first real off-road package that you can get with a Cummins. Yeah, I mean, they've had like kind of, I would say, mild off-road packages. Yeah. And the Power Wagon is not a Cummins truck. No. So now uh, Ram is stepping up in that space. So uh, how do you want to do this? I, I think we should go chronologically yeah, in, go the, in order. the order that they were released. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, GM kind of jumped out first. Okay. So we'll talk about Silverado heavy-duty trucks and some of the updates there. We're going to compare it. To what Ford did right. uh, with the Super Duty for 2023. And then we'll wrap up with Ram because Ram has actually has launched their truck at the State Fair of Texas Yeah. So this week as well. So, But before that, we have to thank our supporters on Patreon. Big time. Absolutely. Because yeah. it's hugely helpful. It's hugely helpful. And a lot of you support us. Patreon.com slash TFLcar is our only site. I know it yeah. says car, but... It's for all of us. It's also for trucks, yeah. Yeah, and bikes. <laughs> um, so, and I have uh, several comments here. I'm just looking at the Patreon page from Trevor Ruffner. And basically, Patreon page uh, for, for the members who are supporting us, it's a great way for us to communicate, right? Yeah, you can ask us questions directly, and then we'll tackle them on these podcasts. Yeah, we can tackle them on the podcast. You can provide us feedback, tell us what we're doing wrong. Sure. <laughs> all right. Um, so Trevor... 
wanted me to um, research this issue that's coming up in the forums with the Ford F-150. Okay. So some of the heavy-duty packages, because they have a heavy-duty suspension package on right. the F-150 uh, for a little bit more weight carrying. And there were some uh, issues where, where customers um, bolt shearing on the axle uh, where the axle comes in mm-hmm. and mounts. It's basically almost a full-floating rear axle, but not quite. Yeah. So I haven't experienced that personally, obviously, on my F-150. Does yours have that same package? No, it does not. Okay. So it's a, it's a difference. Right. But I'm going to research it. So thank you, Trevor. And you're not the only one who is uh, talking about this. So we'll we'll look into this and see if it's um, you know, a common issue. A common problem yeah. or not. So let's move on to this because uh, Chevrolet and GMC – they have updated thoroughly. You know, the, the, the new generation of their heavy-duty trucks came out in 2020. Yeah. So this is just two and a half years ago, three yeah. years ago. And this is basically just a, a mid-cycle refresh. So it's not an all-new truck from the ground up. But one thing that they have changed that you can see immediately upon looking at this truck is they did change up the somewhat controversial styling, especially on the front end. So our headlight design, as you can see here, if you're watching this podcast on YouTube, headlight design is very different. It's no longer bisected by that piece of trim through the grill. Yeah, and it's still like a big, large, and in-charge type of truck, right? It is huge. Uh, These heavy duties are getting enormous. Uh, And it's been happening for a long time, right? Because they have big, heavy frames. So what happens is you have a really tall frame. Then you put suspension on it, and then the body has to go on top of that. So the whole truck is very tall. Um, Especially that nose. Look how tall that is. Yeah, and it's really flat. So um, interesting styling. And like you said, they changed the lights. Um, I'm still – I haven't seen the truck in person yet. Right, only in pictures. I'm going to be – well, you're listening to this after the State Fair. Right. But I'm traveling there now. Right, so, so I get to see it. I'll, I'll get to see. I'll get to see it in Texas, but uh, I want to keep my f- complete opinion until I see it in person. I think they did dress it up a bit, um, and I like that. But you know what? Um, they're still, I think, going to keep some of their work trucks continued with the current styling, especially right. on the inside as well. Yeah, and a couple things that I do like on this, so. You can actually see that through the headlight, the shape of the grill does somewhat continue into the headlight. It's just a lot more subtle than the previous model, which had that piece of trim actually go through the middle of the headlight. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, again, as best as we can tell from just looking at pictures, not seeing the truck in person, I'd say they did a good job. I think this is a welcome improvement. And for me personally, at least, the previous model uh, heavy-duty Silverados uh, over time, I actually grew to appreciate when it first yeah. came out. It was pretty shocking because it's a radical design. But Yeah, and especially because when they launched the truck, it was launched as a work truck, yeah. which kind of had more simple headlights. And a lot of people said, wait a minute. Yeah. But I, I, at least for me, when that truck arrived, the 2020 Silverado Heavy Duty, I kind of looked past it. I, I wasn't too bothered by it. What bothers me more sometimes on some of the heavy duty trucks, like the dually we're looking at, their wheels are small. Right. And that kind of bothers me because the, the whole kind of proportion of the truck is not quite there. Yeah, there's so, so much body work. There's a lot of body work, and then the wheels sometimes are not as huge. 
But here we're looking at the high country model with 20s yeah. and a fairly large tire. So Yeah, it so, never has a 20 look so small <laughs> than on a truck that size. Yeah, it looks like a 17. <laughs> yeah, it look doesn't look that big. Itty bitty. So I, I want to just touch on, first of all, what GM did as far as powertrains, because that's really important. You know, work, carrying payloads, you know, towing big trailers. Um, and they've kept their V8 gas engine uh, the same. Here, we're, we're showing you some more pictures here. Um, so the 6.6 .6 liter was brand new in 2020. Yeah. Fully redesigned from the ground up. It was um, fairly, uh, you know, new design. Uh, they took some of the learnings from other engines, obviously, and created this truck version of it. Uh, 401 horsepower it's rated at, and it was matched to a six-speed. Well, now for 2024 model year, this new truck we're looking at, the six-speed is gone. Ten-speed? Ten-speed all the way. Nice. Which is actually nice. Yeah, right? that's a big plus. Yeah, and here's why. You might be saying, you know, why is that nice? Well, so the first gear on the 10-speed is actually way lower than the six-speed was. Yeah, which and, especially for towing. Yeah, really and also nice just acceleration, right? Yeah. Um, so we tested that gas engine on the Ike. Uh, we drag raced it. Uh, I, th I think we drag raced the truck as well um, when it came out. And it just didn't come out of the hole in, with authority. Yeah. So this 10-speed should wake it up. Yeah, it's going to be a really welcome improvement. And, you know, there's a reason that semi-trucks have so many gears. Having all of that extra gearing, especially when you're hooked up to a big trailer, it's really, really nice to have. Keep that engine happy. Um, a lot of options there. Yeah, and a lot of ratios, like you said. What about the Duramax? So the Duramax, they changed. And this was um, a little confusing, so I, I have to apologize. So we did a news video on TFL Truck, and Tommy and Nathan did that. And it was on Monday. They dropped every, all the news on us. Um, and it, it was my fault, partially, of course, because I'm the managing editor of Truck. But the initial ratings on the new Duramax were 455 horse and 950 torque. Right. But then they upgraded, they, they recertified that engine that same day. Huh. Or <laughs> they didn't recertify That's interesting it. interesting timing. They didn't recertify it. They just announced the updated numbers. Separately. Separately, two okay. hours later. And we missed it. Because we're busy making the video, as you know, yeah. right? And we missed it. And they're like, oh, by the way, it makes more power. <laughs> So what's the power now? 470 horsepower and 975 pound-feet of torque. So not a massive bump. No, but uh, compared to the previous uh, Duramax, that was 445 and 910. Yeah. So they're bumping those numbers up. And also they talked about getting the diesel a little bit more torque down low. So right. that tuning that torque curve, right? So even if the peak power might not be substantially higher, it should be a little bit more usable because more of that power is at the bottom end. Yeah, and they talked about a 25% improvement there. But, of course, you and I don't know until we drive it, yeah. right? So we're looking forward to that. So, And I asked them, I said, because the rumors were, and I reported on this on the website I think almost a year ago, that the engine, the diesel is going to be so new that they would change its designation, it would be a new code, right? Yeah. But uh, it's, it appears, at least to me, that, well, first of all, they maintain the code. L5P is still the code. And so they reworked you know, some of the components, but they didn't, just according to themselves, they didn't announce it as a new engine. Right. Basically. But I'm still excited. But what do you think about this? Because 970 plus pound-feet of torque is not 1,000. 
I know, and they're so <laughs> close to that number too. I was because Ford's at be 1,000 nice. or yeah. over, and Ram is over that too. Yeah. <sighs> it would be nice to be over 1,000 because it's just a good round number to be able to nudge your buddy and say, hey, my truck's got over 1,000 pound feet of torque. So, and of course, so I don't know. We'll have to talk to more engineers and more people because so up to now, it's been the war of numbers, right? Yeah. I have the most torque. I have the most power. I have the most towing. I have the most payload. You know, I have the biggest screens. I have, right. you know, all this stuff. But it seems to be settling down. You see what I'm saying? Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. When at this point, all of these trucks are so unbelievably capable. Um, I mean, any one of them is going to be able to pull just about anything you'd want to hook up to it. Uh, another nice improvement is this interior, which I have to say both with the 2500s and all of these HD trucks, but as well as the 1500s, the new crop of GM truck interiors are really nice. They really stepped it up. I agree. So uh, we're showing some pictures of the interior on the GM truck. Uh, it's almost, I would say, a copy of the light duty, like you said. Yeah, it looks a lot like the 1500 interior, especially the screen layout. Yeah, uh, but it's not a bad thing, like you no, said. It's, I like it's, it. Yeah, it's really good looking. We're looking at a kind of a premium interior. This is a high country with the wood trim yeah. and some leather, and it also has like high country on the center console. So it's quite good, and I think... Th including even the heads-up display. Yeah. So a lot of tech. Um, and of course, I mean, talk about pricing. We don't have pricing yet. Yeah. But I'm sure the pricing will go up. Yeah, the high country is not going to be an inexpensive truck. But yeah. it's just really nice to see because the interiors have been a low point in GM trucks for quite a while. So to have all these new interiors coming out that are such a major leap forward... Uh, that is really nice to have because you spend, obviously, all of your time inside of the truck, yeah. inside of the truck. So to have a nice interior to interact with makes a big difference. Yeah, and all the technology that we're used to on the light duties, they also introduced, uh, like, adaptive cruise with trailering, yeah. uh, improved uh, transparent trailer, which just kind of makes your trailer almost disappear on the screen with a right. camera system. So they improved all that stuff. Um, and really went, you know, but they kept their maximum towing number at 36,000, which is a lot of... Which is a lot. So we've towed 30,000-pound trailers at TFL Truck. Yeah. And Mr. Truck, you know, uh, helped us out, and we've done some more with those trailers. But, dude, it's really hard to find a trailer that's it's capable of carrying yeah. that and then finding hitches in the gooseneck hitches and... And actually doing that, it's not easy. Yeah, we're already kind of past a point where the truck is the <laughs> limiting factor. I mean, you can find trailers, you can find things to hook up to that are going to be beyond what this truck can pull, what these trucks can pull. But it's, yeah, like you said, not easy to find. Um, also, in, in terms of technology on this, what about Super Cruise? They did not talk about it, so not, a, not it, available. Really? As far as an initial announcement, I was wondering about that because yeah. technically it has all the tech, supposedly. Yeah. You know, it has all the latest architecture. So maybe it's just limited by some of the radar placement. Okay. You know, that could be an issue. Um, or maybe they're thinking that the bigger trailers might affect it differently. Right. So, so we'll have to wait and see. Um, how that goes. Fingers uh, crossed that they add that to these models because I think Super Cruise is one of, if not the best, technology features that GM has in their arsenal right now. It's a really impressive system. And it actually works. 
and it works with a trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, and we've tested it. We've showed that yeah. already with GMCs and also Hummer. Yeah. Hummer has that. So the GMC Hummer. So, so yeah, so I would say I would categorize the Silverado Heavy Duty update, like you said, as a refresh. Right. It's not an all-new truck. Uh, they kept the gas engine the same, introduced a new transmission to it, upgraded the diesel engine, upgraded the interior. And then, I mean, still, they did a lot. Yeah, no, it's, it's substantial. So, so yeah, and it'll go on sale in the first half of 2023, they said. So we won't see one for several uh, months. And it is called a 2024. Oh, okay. Wow. So, yeah. Crazy so, to think that we're already in 2024. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what they're saying. And by the way, uh, work truck still continues. We don't have pictures of that. Um, custom trucks are still going to be there. Those are the lower trims. And the lower trims will have the older interior. Yeah, which so, is similar to what they've done before on the 1500. Yeah. Too. So that's kind of a bummer, though, because, you know, if you're, like you said, spending 10 hours a day working with your truck, you want to be comfortable and you want yeah. to have the latest stuff. So we'll have to wait and see, you know, the stuff may trickle down, right? Yeah. Trickle down to the to the other trucks. And also Zach, our, um, he's the managing editor of TFL Car. And he, of course, you know, he's a huge help on our websites as well for all yeah, the websites. He runs pretty much all the websites. Yeah, he's pretty amazing. He did this comparison on tfltruck.com where he did number by number comparison. Right. So if you want to figure out like comprehensively, I can just glance. I can give you a glance at this. Um, but if you want to see a comprehensive, you know, fuel tank and payload and towing comparison, Zach went exhaustively on this. He, he worked really hard on this. So, so you'll be able to see all that stuff. Yeah, which is really nice to have, especially because a lot of trucks, it, it comes down to numbers, capability. It's yeah. important. So you can see here, you know, 470 horsepower and 2,800 RPM. That's on the Chevy. 975 pound-feet of torque at 1,600 at RPM. At 1,600. Yeah. That's impressive. So you drive. Can you tell about your driver, your Ram? Yeah, I've, I've got an old second gen Cummins, a 12 valve, five speed. And um, yeah, I mean, my turbo starts to light around 1400, 1500, <laughs> but I'm definitely not peaking at not, that number. Yeah, and these guys, so. I mean, obviously the tech has changed quite yeah. a lot. Um, and it's no longer a manual transmission. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, which, yeah, which, that is. That's another story for another That set. is another story. <laughs> <laughs> But no, that's really, really impressive numbers. I wish my truck made 975 pound-feet at 1,600 RPM. <laughs> um, so that's pretty sweet. So now let's move on to Ford. So the question is, did Ford do, you know, did they change the truck more or less than yeah. GM? So, and they're calling it 2023. Right. And it's technically the new Super Duty, Ford says, will be available. It'll start production like December of this year and it'll go on sale in Q1, so first quarter of next year. Uh, so that's what Ford is saying. Because actually, I, I was reading a lot of the comments on our videos already about it, and a lot of people are still kind of upset that they've ordered trucks and they're still waiting for their trucks. Right, and now new trucks are coming out. Yeah, and they're like, new trucks, but I haven't got my old truck <laughs> yeah. yet. <laughs> so, Which is fair. So, and it's kind of across the industry. It's not just Ford, right? Yeah. So a lot of companies are struggling to like satisfy all the orders and build all the trucks. And they called it, so I was there in person. I, I saw this truck in person in 2023, and they called it all new. But I was a little skeptical, you know, 
because because I can see like the styling is new, but I was like, is it really? Yeah, because they're still running a 6.7 power stroke, right? That's yeah. not any different. Well, the same engine options. There's, what, four different engine options? Well, yeah. So then I started digging, right? And turns out they did a heck of a lot. So so these are the engine options. First of all, the 6.2 V8 is gone. Oh, okay. So the 6.2 is no more, and it's being replaced by a 6.8 liter gas engine, which is brand new. So that's, I was already, whoa, okay. Yeah. So a new engine, and it's gas. So, and it's not, you know, you know what a lot of people also were waiting for is the hybrid Super Duty. Right. And it's not here. The, uh, I even asked them, I said, um, I think a lot of customers like the features of the F-150 hybrid because it provides, you know, pro power on board. It provides a little bit more acceleration, right? It provides all these things. Where is the Super Duty hybrid? And, and they said, you know, we're focusing on, you know, gas and diesel engines and maximum towing and hybrid is not quite in the picture at least yet hmm. hopefully down the line so and here's the other funny thing um it's a smaller displacement version of the godzilla engine basically but it's going to be their base motors so the 6.8 liter gas v8 is going to be their base engine we don't have the numbers yet we don't have the power numbers yet and so now they have two gas v8s yeah, and I'm okay with the 6.2 going away because that I feel like that engine was just a bit anemic in that size of a truck. Well, it's been it's kind of run its course, yeah. right? It's been there for at least I think at least a decade, yeah. if not more, right? So it's done its duty. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> basically, and it was also made at the base one was made it to a six speed, and once again, they killed the, uh, killed the six speed. It's ten speed all the way. Um, we don't have a lot of, but we also don't have a name for the six eight. Yeah, it can't be Godzilla because it's not as big. So, so what would be the slightly smaller alternative to Godzilla? Maybe people let us know in the comments. Yeah, and uh, I already asked that in the other video. And some, <laughs> we got some funny. Oh, we got we, some good ones? So so please keep keep throwing <laughs> it out there. Like if you have more names, I called it King Kong. Yeah, that'd Or be good Kong. One. Some people said Kong should be uh, one of the names. Um, some people just went... You know, in, in the other realm, some people said it should be Thor or, you know. So let us know what you want to name this engine. Yeah. Yeah, maybe and I guess, Mortal Listener. And I guess um, we should drive it first before we name it. Yeah. Because what if it's no we good? we got to understand its character. But what if it's no good? No, I I'm know. Just <laughs> it's going to be pretty good because it's related to Godzilla. Yeah, and we if had a 7.3 V8 for a long time in the yeah. Super Tremor truck. Yeah, we were. Uh, we had right a, when that engine came out. 2020 F250, and we had it for a long time, like you said, and it was a good engine um, overall. So 7.3 remains, right? They said they're up upgrading the intake system on it and making a little bit more power. And then the 6.7, now they're going to have two versions of it. So oh. the standard output and the high output. So, and they didn't tell us numbers, but so who else does this? Standard also, the comments. The Cummins Ram yeah. does this. So a lot of people said also, <laughs> wait a minute, Ford is trying to copy other people's <laughs> philosophies or something like that. But but I think that philosophy makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think it's a, it's a good route to go. Um, and it's actually, it's funny that you mention copying other people's philosophies on this truck, I, because not only do they have a high output like the Ram, but they've got something that's been popular on the GM trucks. 
Are you talking about bed steps and bumper <laughs> it's steps? It's the bed step and the bumper step. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and I, I think there's nothing really wrong with that. No, no. I mean, GM didn't invent steps. <laughs> so it's okay. They made them popular. <laughs> yeah, they definitely made a popular yeah. built into the bed and bumper of a truck. But yeah. that is just a useful thing to have. I mean, at this point, all of these trucks are so big. They're so tall. It is so difficult to reach, even at your height. Mm-hmm. You're 6'2", six, 6'3". Six, yeah, just a little bit over 6'2". Yeah. Yeah. It's really difficult it's, it's to insane. reach down into a bed. Yeah. So it's very useful. So I think, I mean, I think what we're seeing is that, like, it's a combination of all the useful technologies coming together, right? Yeah. We're talking about steps, you know, uh, powertrains, uh, different technology features. So so they did that. So they do have a GM step. <laughs> uh, <laughs> right. They have a philosophy of diesels. And here's my take on this philosophy. So standard versus high output. So we just did a video we haven't published yet, Cummins versus Hummer, right? Yep. So we wanted to tow with both the same trailer, identical trailers, same time. And the what I see the standard Cummins Ram as is kind of a, I know it's more affordable, but that's not the thing. It's a little bit more efficient. Yeah. Right? As soon as you boost the turbo, you know, and you make more power, you're losing a little bit of efficiency. So, so having both options... Let's say a customer, an owner, doesn't need over a 1,000 pound feet of torque, yeah. but they need efficiency. Just go for a standard engine. Yeah, you know? and you can also make, a, make the argument that an understressed engine is going to be better with longevity. Depends on how you use it, but yeah, um, yeah there's definitely an argument to be made there. And, um, and then um, Ram case, in, in their case, they're using different transmissions with either engine. Yeah, that's so, the unfortunate part of the standard output Cummins. Well, it was their decision. I mean, I don't know how it worked out in, in the beginning, but um, I think you're, you're also, they're also offering a slightly cheaper, more affordable option, right? Yeah. So, so I, Ford is putting 10 speeds behind all of this. Yeah. So the 10 speed is going to be behind the gas motors. The 10 speed is going to be behind the V8 options. So I, I'm welcoming this because... If you want that high output engine, if you want to go drag racing on the weekends, you know, there you have it. Have they said what models the high output would be available on? They said pretty much anything. Really? Yeah. So you could get a high output tremor, potentially? Because that would be cool. No, uh, I I didn't ask them that specifically. What I did say, I said, can you have it on the F-250, F-350, different combos? They said yes. Nice. So the high output, because RAM is actually... Only 3,500 trucks is yeah. a high output. So I think they should change that. They should, yeah. they should borrow from Ford. I mean, you have the engine. You might as well, right? So, so yeah. So Ford will be offering that high output in both F-250s and 350s. And speaking of Tremor, yeah. it continues. Yeah, there's the brand new Tremor right there. So tell me a little bit about this new Tremor. Other than the steps... <laughs> that they pulled off of some GM trucks. What all did they add to this to make it new? So, so I've, oh, we talked about the all new thing, right? Yeah. So they changed on not just the Tremor, but all Super Duties get new bodywork. So the doors have been redesigned slightly, the fender flares, the, the fenders, the bed sides, the hood. They really touched a lot of this, the body of the truck. Which is funny because the doors and the bed sides, they, they look very similar. It, they do, but if... Obviously, the bed had to change because of the step, yeah. right? Yeah. But the doors did not really have to change. Yeah. But they still changed them. 
The front end you can tell is obviously very different. And this is another truck that we want to see up close before we make any final judgments about it. Yeah. Um, I, I guess personally, I, I like it overall, although there's some parts of it, it almost looks too smooth because the previous model was so blocky. Like flat, uh, not bright. So oh, I have flat, a picture of that. Flat and blocky. Yeah. Here, which, here's the previous model. You know, I like those hard lines. I think it gave it a really masculine look. Uh, the new truck is it's a little maybe, bit smoother. And maybe there is a little bit of aerodynamics at play. Maybe yeah. they were trying to smooth it out somehow. Um, but once again, it's subjective. I mean, let us know what you think, right? If you like it or not. But the Tremor, it's, it's been very successful for them because it kind of combines off-road capability with towing and payload. So you still have both, really. Um, and... They kept the 35s, so you see that. They yeah. have a 35-inch tall tire. They updated the wheels. You know, it has the simulated beadlock design. Right. But still, all the hardware remains. So the shock tuning and the skid plates and the rear locker, the front limited slip. And they always talk about the axle breather tubes. Yeah. They're taller for water forging capability. I forget how many inches. I think it's about three feet, maybe. Nice. But it's got decent, really decent water forging capability. Have they said anything about the option of a factory installed winch on the new model? Yes, that's con that will continue. Cause, nice. Because it's available right now. It was a late introduction. Yeah. <laughs> when they first announced it in 2020, they said, the winch is coming. And it took many months. <laughs> Yeah. For the winch to arrive. Which makes sense because you've got to do a lot of crash testing. You have to do different fuel economy testing. There's a lot that you have to do to offer a factory installed winch. But the impressive thing is, and I'm assuming since it is carried over into this new model, that it'll be the same, that they offer it both with a gas engine or with a power stroke. Yeah, and I think that's the case. And that's, like you said, it's complicated and impressive because there's intercoolers, yeah. right? There's radiators. There's a lot of extra cooling <laughs> for a turbo diesel. Yeah, so there's a lot going on there. So that's really impressive. Um, so they kept all the hardware the same. They just changed, of course, the interior and kind of the exterior of the truck. Yeah, and I don't think we've looked at the interior no, let's, yet. No, let's look. But so, that is also really nice. So let's take a look. A lot of people said they basically copied the F-150, which makes sense. Yeah. But actually, if you look at the top line of the dashboard, do you see how it um, is one piece yeah. over the gauges and goes into the center console? In the F-150, they're separate. So it's not a straight-up copy, I would say, but still a lot of the features are the same. It's sharp. It's a good-looking interior, good-looking seats, a nice big screen. Uh, another question that I have, similar to the GM trucks, um, do they offer Super Cruise on the HD? Once again, they didn't talk they about it. Still haven't no. said. Okay. So I'm assuming it'll come later for both GM right. and Ford, and maybe Ram is playing in this space as well. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming it's just maybe was on their list, but it fell off the list. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because they were doing so much already. So maybe it's just uh, it's coming a little bit later. But there is other tech from the F-150 that has made it to the Super Duty, including the onboard scales. Totally. And I think it should have started on the Super Duty. Yeah, because that's realistically oh. the truck that you <laughs> should be loading up more yeah. often. It's funny how the F-150 and the Super Duty, sometimes one leapfrogs the other. Yeah. So it's like the F-150 said, okay, we've got onboard scales. It's basically a height sensor, right, that estimates how much load you have in the truck. 
Um, and now the Super Duty has that too, and that makes total sense. Does it work the same way with the taillights? Uh-huh. Nice. So in the taillights, there's multiple lights that you can see light up and, and go out. They also have, I mean, a mind-boggling number of towing technologies, cameras. They even put a camera on top of the tailgate. Yeah, so that when the tailgate is open, you still have a backup camera. Uh, same thing if you have a model that's spec with proximity sensors. They have proximity sensors that work if the tailgate is open, which both of those things, really nice to have. Yeah, so I'm on the fence here. So you know me. I'm usually like tech, tech, tech. I love to be on the leading edge, on the bleeding right. edge of tech. But when I saw that camera on the top of the tailgate, I'm like... You thought. <laughs> I'm like, is that too much? Yeah. You know well, what I'm saying? Because it's, it's definitely in a vulnerable spot. Well, it's on top of the tailgate. So when it's closed, and somebody also mentioned that on the video, what happens if it rains or snows yeah. or hails? Or a sheet of plywood. Or a sheet of plywood is laying on that. it. Yep. Uh, what if you're throwing gravel into the truck and all of a sudden you made a mistake and you smacked, yeah. you smacked the camera? Tailgates get beat up. So big time. So I get it. So I've been, we've all been there. Put down your tailgate. You're backing up to a trailer. You're like, gosh, now I was used to that view and now it's no longer there. Yeah. But what did we do in the old ages? I mean, my truck doesn't have any kind of backup camera or proximity sensors, and I still manage to get around. So, yeah, it's not the end of the world to not have something like that. Yeah. But it is cool that they're just finding more ways to make the truck even more usable. And that is, from, from what I understand in industry first there's no other truck that no. gives you a tailgate down camera no and uh it does make sense so but uh, what i do love it's in this picture so if you're just listening to us um, of course the new super duty has a new 12 inch display uh actually they had it before but it's kind of now in this new dash and now they have kind of picture in picture little views like for example you can have a map open yeah but then you can select the camera and without and losing still the map monitor your hitch yeah, without losing your map, you could still monitor what's happening behind the truck. Yeah. So I think that's very smart. Yeah, so, that is really nice to have. So they they have all those technologies. They kept the column shift. I love that. Yeah, you know, no the column rotaries. shift. The column shift is still there. Uh, the, another technology. Oh, they've got even more camera views. Yeah, and and actually the tremor. You know what it gained? It gained the turn assist. You oh, know, where it drags a tire? Yeah. Kind of like so, the Bronco. Yeah, exactly. So oh, it yeah. first was available on the Bronco, then the F-150 Tremor got the feature, then the Raptor, and now the the big boy. <laughs> the big boy yeah. can drag its tire. Which is probably the truck that would need it the most it's the of biggest. any Ford vehicle. It, it's yeah. the biggest. I'm now, sorry, I interrupted you. Are these front camera angles? Is this a Tremor specific? Yeah. So that's the front, package. and it's showing you the off-road path of your tires, basically. Right. So. It's uh, pretty cool because you could choose your line over an obstacle and maybe because the hood is so tall. Yeah. A lot of the time you have no idea what's happening in front of you. Trucks are so blocky that it is really hard to see over the hoods. I mean, you can you can see what's maybe 20 feet in front of you, but not so much what you're actually driving over. So a front camera on these modern trucks is really nice to have. We had a TRX for a long time that was of more base spec. Yes. Didn't have a front camera, and off-roading that truck could be at times a little terrifying because you had really no visual. Well, you're driving, first of all, a very expensive vehicle. Yeah. And it, you could be, you know, hitting obstacles with it. It's yeah. not good. Yeah, and big, so you're not sneaking, a, you know, through that many obstacles. They're big trucks, so you kind of have to drive over everything. So we had a question on come up um, in one of our videos. Somebody was looking at the four-wheel drive con uh, selector yeah. um, in the new Super Duty, and they were wondering if it had four-wheel auto. 
you know, all the light duty trucks, the 1500s, have the automatic mode on the four wheel yeah. drive, which is kind of useful because it's it's basically in the inclement weather you could select it, and no matter if it's dry or wet or snowy, the truck will figure it out, right? Yeah, it just kind of figures it out. But and the GM trucks have it, the heavy duties, but the super duty still, Doesn't as far as like I know, it does not. Yeah. So the fourth button there is a locker button. Yeah, rear locker. So, um, so if you want that locker feature. Um, that button is there, and of course, it has four high and four low. So, so just to answer some of your questions, and then there was this. Um, it does have now uh, two two kilowatt uh, pro power on board system. Yeah. So yet another feature debuted on the F one hundred and fifty that is now partly being adopted by the HD trucks. Although the disappointment is, of course, because the electrical architecture or the the battery basically in this truck is nowhere near what you have in an F-150 hybrid or a Lightning. You don't get the 7.2 kilowatts of right. power that you get in the F-150s, which is enough power to run a welder, which we've done multiple times. Right. And that is a really badass feature to have in a truck. And you cannot run a welder on 2K. No. So, so... I, uh, that's where I was hinting when I was talking to some of the Ford engineers. I said, this is where people want to go. So we right? can run a welder. And they said, they didn't even wink. I was expecting a wink, wink, nudge, nudge. There was no winking. So they're, they're either poker-faced, yeah. really, really poker-faced. Or it's not. Or it's maybe coming down, while, yeah. you know, f- maybe further down the line. It's not quite here. But, dude, two, 2K... Two kilowatt system is still pretty useful. Yeah, you, you can, can still run a do saw. A with it. You can run a saw. You can yeah. run uh, many many things. Yeah, and at this point, I mean, battery powered tools are so much better than they used to be. You can do a lot with battery powered tools, but that's enough to keep those battery powered tools charged, and that's great. But man, it was just so cool running welders off of F one fifties. I mean, we used it. Not even just for the purposes of a video, but when we were building that pergola by yeah. the pond at the ranch, yeah. I mean, we wouldn't have had a good way to stretch any kind of extension cord all the way out there. We were in the middle of a field, and so mm-hmm. to be able to easily just plug in the welder to the back of the truck and do what we had to do right there on the spot, not have to go back and forth between where you have power and the welder set up to where mm-hmm. you're actually working yeah, it was a really nice feature to have. I would love it if that kind of thing down the line came to this. Well, maybe, I mean, we couldn't ask, you know, Ford. Please? please yeah, please. Please? Because, because this is where Super Duties are. They're yeah. in the field. They're working, you know, contract jobs or, you know, utility jobs. So this is where these trucks. Although, yes, we were able to weld. But remember, David was welding. And he said the power was not quite high enough. Yeah. So it did the job. It's but just it's, enough. It's not perfect, it's right? better it's than not, nothing. Yeah, it's better than nothing. We've got the job done. So, so brand new interior. Let's review, right? They have updated the styling. Yep. And even touched all the panels. I was surprised. Um, they introduced a new engine. They, re- once again, worked on the powertrains. Two versions of the diesel now. Uh, they changed the interior completely. They added technology. All the cameras we talked about, uh, onboard scales. Yeah. Uh, all this stuff. So after spending some time with this truck, I, I, I looked at it for um, about two hours. It seems almost yeah. all new. Big picture, they did do a lot. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, they didn't touch the frame. Yeah. So, I mean, overall, like, if you don't change the frame necessarily, yeah, it's it not all new. new. Yeah. But I, I asked them, did you change the frame? And they said they changed the attachment points for their hitches. Yeah, which that doesn't count. <laughs> well, okay. that, that's pretty minor. Yes. <laughs> so, is it all new? Well, almost. How about that? Yeah, close to uh, it. Uh, how about that? So, um, so now it's Ram's turn. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we got to talk about the most recent news yeah. that we mentioned briefly, and that is now the heavy-duty Rebel. So, like we were saying, uh, this is a step below the Power Wagon. You don't get the full front and rear lockers that you get on the Power Wagon. Um, it's, it's not that extreme, but there are some really nice features that you get, and styling-wise, it looks really good. Yeah, I would agree. I think Ram has always done style really well. It's just interior and exterior. Um, that's just in my opinion. And they even said this in their press release. They borrowed heavily from the Power Wagon. Yeah, I which mean, you can tell. I mean, if you squint, this looks like a Power Wagon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Really, the current one, I mean. One of the biggest standout things that is now different on some of these new Ram trucks are the tow mirrors. Yeah, so the tow mirrors are redesigned. So unfortunately, case, your flip-up mirrors on your current ram yeah are no more yeah which to be fair you know those aren't necessarily the most functional mirrors it will be interesting i'll be really interested to know how you like these new mirrors functionally with towing um at least visually i think i'm gonna have to get used to them a little bit yeah as with anything you know something's changing so basically it's a single post not a double post like ford does yeah uh but more of a vertical orientation mirror so you don't flip it down you don't flip it up it will be extendable. So I think, you know, GM does this too, where it kind of slides out. Right. You know, it's a little bit um, extending and folding. Um, and it has lights in it as well. Um, so here's my thing about the f- current flip-up mirrors. When you flip them up, you need to readjust them. Yeah. Right? And if you don't have power adjustments, you're either talking to your friend, hey, move it left, move yeah, it right. Can you push that? <laughs> or you walk around and you do it yourself several times. So that's yeah. not ideal. So I, from that standpoint, I like this feature more. Um, but how they work, we'll have to see. Yeah, we'll have to hopefully see. It, it should be a nice update functionally. Um, but n- I, I completely agree with you on the, the previous tow mirrors. That's why yesterday we were pulling trailers, you and the Hummer, me and the Ram. I didn't flip my mirrors up. I mean, those mirrors <laughs> are already out far enough that I could see past the trailer just uh-huh. fine. But I didn't want to hop out and have to adjust them for being flipped up and so then change the down. orientation of the mirrors yeah. yeah so so i think that's an improvement that we'll, we'll have to see exactly how the new mirrors work so here's the rebel right they added the rear locker like you were uh, mentioning um the winch is available but only on the gasser once again yeah, which is a little bit of a, a miss so we just talked about the tremor uh with the with the winch is available and gosh i'm 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 almost 99.9% sure that they're offering it on multiple powertrains. Yeah. Um, And um, what at least Ram has said before, because we've asked them many times. Yeah. They said the Cummins is just long and tall. Which makes sense. It's the nature of the engine. Yeah. And that's going to make it even harder to package the cooling behind a winch. Um, I will say... For personal use, I like the serviceability of a Cummins. I like that it's easier to get in there 
get access to turbos, manifolds. Well, because anything. you don't have that V and you it's know, not so wide. The injectors, yeah. are, you know, are easy to see and reach. Yeah, my my buddies with older Fords generally. If they're working on their motors, they go ahead and just pull the cab out of the way, which yes. is great if you have a lift because you can do that pretty quickly. But if but you don't... If you don't have a lift, yeah. it can be a little rough. Yeah. So inline-six configuration, good for some things, not for packaging a winch from what we can tell. But but it's not... I mean, I've, I've, let's talk about the winch for a second. I mean, if you had a winch on your truck, would you use it every week? Probably not. Probably not. So I think it's more for that use case. Let's say it's an adventure rig. Maybe you're going, you know, further off off the beaten path, or maybe you're working. Yeah. Right. Maybe you're collecting firewood in a field or something like that. So it may be a work tool. It may be a fun play tool. But but most customers probably will not need the winch. Yeah, it's not the end of the world. I do like that the Ford has the option of it, but it's, yeah, it's not a killer. The The thing that bothers me more, and this could also be remedied in the aftermarket, but tire sizing. Yes, so they launched the Heavy Duty Rebel on a 20-inch wheel, which is simulated which is a B-lock, big wheel. and a relatively low-profile tire. Yes, the, the tires are aggressive, right? The tires are pretty pretty beefy, but yeah. they're, they're low profile, which is not something you want to see necessarily in a, in a heavy-duty off-road truck. Yeah. Um, and they're 33s. So they're not 35s. They're 33s. Um, so, but they did say in their press release an 18-inch wheel with another tire package is coming, but they didn't say what it would be. So potentially there could be... A 35-inch tire. I'm hoping. Yeah. I'm hoping. But I think Ram currently, this is my take, I think they right now, if I was them, because I'm asking this question, what happens to the power wagon? Yeah. I know it continues right now, but you need to step up the power wagon now, right? Make it really, really special. Big time. And I I think, you know, when Ford came out with the Tremor, I think in a lot of ways that truck had an edge on the power wagon just because you could get it in a diesel. And it could tow more. Yeah. That's it, the thing. Exactly. A yeah. lot more capability built into it. Now this Rebel is more in that same category as the Tremor. But in my mind, if you're coming out with a product after the competitor, then you, you need to kind of one-up them. That's what Ram absolutely did with the TRX. You know, the Raptor had been around. They came Bam. out with the TRX. Boom, over 700 horsepower. <laughs> all of these insane features, just a crazy truck. And yeah. so that that was the kind of move that you want to see. Now, with the Rebel, it it is only rear locker, so you don't even have the Torsen uh, front limited, slip, limited right? slip that the Tremor has. Yeah. Um, yeah, no winch on the diesel and 33s. So hopefully some of that, especially the tire size, will be remedied with the tire package so, that's coming down the line. Yeah, so I'm looking at this Rebel truck. First of all, I'm glad they're doing it. Uh, but I'm looking at it as kind of like a building block, like yeah. a step. Because, like you said, you know, if you want to, you know, fight against competition, you really have to either one-up them or at least match them on a lot of things. Uh, this Rebel will tow over 16,000 pounds because that's one of the kind of things that the Power Wagon cannot do. Yeah. The Power Wagon is rated around 10,000 pounds. Uh, so... People are always said, well, it's a heavy-duty truck. It should tow more. Well, now you have an option. So, and all, over 3,100 pounds of payload, yeah. which is still a good number. Which is a really good number. So, I think this is good, but I agree with you. They need to do more. Uh, maybe 
Well, I don't know if they can package a 35 with the current suspension. They might need to work on the suspension just a little bit. Yeah. Uh, but I think they need to go there. Especially because you look at that truck and, and the same thing with the power wagons. It is such a big truck. To only see 33s under it, at this point, with, with how tire sizing has gone, you know, for a while, 33s were big. And then over time, 35s just kind of became the standard. Now 37s are becoming the standard. So yeah. to see a 33 on a 2500 truck doesn't look that impressive. Yeah, and so I'm, I'm glad they're thinking about this. I'm glad they're offering, you know, or at least thinking about offering other options. But like you said, you could change it in the aftermarket yeah. as well. And on the plus side, again, it is a really good-looking truck, nice interior. They've also made some other updates to the interior. And also, this is not a full redesign. I, I yeah, want to make that no. very clear because they kept the powertrains the same. So the Hemi, the 6.4-liter Hemi is still there, still the same power, 410. Uh, the standard output comes is still there, same yeah. power, 370. Um, so this is not a new, brand new truck. And dude, the cab is the same as before. Yeah, cab's do been we, around for a while. Do we call it the fourth gen or do we call it four and a half? <laughs> yeah, what, I think what can we call it? I want to call it a four and a half and not a full fifth gen because there are a lot of similarities to the previous truck. So um, hopefully, well, coming down the line, they I think do the a, main similarity is the cab size. Yeah. Because they've changed the interior, obviously. They've oh, changed yeah. the technology. Substantial changes from fourth gen to whatever you want to call the current. Four and a half-ish? Yeah, we'll call it a four and a half gen. Um, so, yeah. So, I think we still need to wait a little bit more for the next gen have Ram heavy-duty truck. Yeah. Yeah. But still, a lot of nice uh, aspects of it. Although... Another thing on, on this Rebel is that it's only the 2500, right? Not the 3500. Exactly. So I don't know where, why, I'm, I'll, I'll ask them. I haven't asked them yet yeah. why, why that's the case. They also updated the gauges. Yeah, that was uh, one of the big interior updates. And then the Rebel also gives you some really nice interior options. I mean, you can spec out the Rebel interior in a few different ways, but here what we're seeing is one of the higher trims. Yeah, of course they're showing the most luxurious one probably, yeah. which is the 12-inch screen. Yeah, nice so dude, leather stitched. So I, I would say looking at the bigger picture, just stepping back once again, it seems like Ford did maybe mo the most updates to yeah. their truck, but we still don't know a lot about the Ford. We don't know their power numbers. We don't know some of their towing and payload capabilities. So we'll have to reserve the final judgment, I think, a little bit later. Yeah. Until a little bit later. But it seems like, but no matter which brand you love, look at this. Yeah. <laughs> we have brand new trucks. There's trucks coming out. Yeah. Yeah, so, we can't is, be mad about which that. Which is exciting. And then a lot of, like you said, a lot of other news coming down the pipeline. So we still have some surprises, I think, in store. That we can't talk about. Yeah. And there's often times where we cannot talk about stuff. Yeah. And because this space is so competitive, that's the case, right? You know, sometimes we, we're, we're told, okay, will you agree to this embargo? And these are the conditions. You know, yeah. You cannot, talk, you cannot mention timing or what it might be about. Yeah, which is helpful for us because that means we can have our, our coverage ready right at the moment when they decide to make that information public so we can bring you guys better videos. But sometimes it sucks because we cannot share it yeah, immediately. Yeah, there's things that we want to talk about. Yeah. And you just can't. So there you go. Let us know what you think about these new trucks as far as, you know, what the, each manufacturer did, what you might be do, do differently. Right? Yeah. Um, of course, all of us can speak easily. Oh, upgrade the power here and increase the torque there. But yeah. it, there's a lot of work. If it was that, that easy. <laughs> 
they would have already done it. There's a lot of work so in play. What about for you, of, of everything that's been coming out, what's the truck that you're the most excited about? Oh, there's one we didn't mention. Uh, 2023 Super Duty, this new one, XL off-road package. Okay. So they have the FX4 right. still there. But they, they made the special XL, which is a base truck on 33s with skid plates, locker, and a few um, off-road goodies. Nice. So we More didn't mention affordable. it. Uh, we don't know the price on it yet. Yeah. But it should be affordable. Yeah. So that's exciting because I love, you know, affordable trucks, as we you know. As you know. Oh, um, yeah. Um, so that's exciting. But I think what I'm most excited about is I want to try that GM 10-speed gas. Yeah. You know, because we've tested it. It wasn't quite as quick or powerful as we hoped. But I think that transmission is going to do a big job um, and help it. Well, and also the new Ford V8. Yeah. It's also going to be so. interesting to test. We'll yeah. see how how much down is it from the 7.3. So it feel like a substantial bump. So really, basically every heavy-duty truck is getting updates within the next half a year yeah. oh by the way the rebel is coming this year oh yeah the heavy duty rebel will be on sale they said in fourth quarter 2022 yeah that's pretty like pretty much now <laughs> which is <laughs> in a couple months so yeah so there you have it so let us know what you think and we'll see you next time we'll do more i want to do more interviews yeah so we'll be doing more interviews and check out tfl bike sure yeah you, we ride a lot of motorcycles motorcycles you, are cool too you have your own podcast too yeah we did start up a motorcycle podcast so, a lot going on. Yeah. So, thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.